Elokar made to leave. He stopped at the door, not looking at Kaladin. When you came, the shadows went away. The shadows? I saw them in the mirrors, in the corners of my eyes. I could swear I even heard them whispering, but you frightened them away. I haven't seen them since. There's something about you. Don't try to deny it. The king looked to him. I'm sorry for what I did to you. I watched you fight to help Adolin, and I saw you defend Renarin, and I grew jealous. There you were, such a champion, so loved, and everyone hates me. I should have gone to fight myself. Instead, I have overreacted and to your challenge of Amram. You weren't the one who ruined our chance against Sadius. It was me. Talonar was right. Again. I'm so tired of him being right and me being wrong. In light of that, I'm not at all surprised that you find me a bad king. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 2, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 78, 79, and 80 for Words of Radiance. If you haven't done your readings yet, or if you've picked the wrong episode, make sure that you are on the right episode. We wouldn't want you to miss out on the fun. Please enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he is, in fact, the most difficult person to kill in this podcast. It's (laughs) Jack. What's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, was that was that a contradictory statement, or, or was that? Uh, I think I was just um, <laughs> I was just trying to emulate what uh, Shalon says to Dalinar at the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. Actually, Mister um, Blackthorn, Sir Blackthorn, um, Sir, yeah, I probably could take a spear to the gut and survive. I was probably the hardest person to kill in your whole army, to be honest. Yeah, I'm probably like the most amazing thing that's actually on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, right exactly, now, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm like kind of like the linchpin to the whole whole thing so yeah sorry yeah, it's kind of all resting on my shoulders right and it totally um, is funny. isn't it it totally is resting on her well, shoulders yeah i mean she did and she didn't say anything about kaladin's potential powers but i think i think dalinar is starting to catch on to all that yes yeah. but yeah um <laughs> this is a cool chapter this begins with something kind of strange that i don't think was present in the previous chapters, no, it was not. Even though we did have some diagram excerpts, we get another one. This one is crazy. Start. This one's crazy. Yeah, it's I'm awesome. I'm not sure how to read it. Like, like, are you supposed to read it like the Micro Machines guy from the 80s? Like, you, blah, 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 like you, you could. Fast? You could. But because I, there's no punctuation. So there, that's there the really cool none, no. thing about this. <clears throat> so it says, ah... But they were left behind. It is obvious from the nature of the bond. But where, 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 where? 
set off obvious realization, like apris, like apricity. Mm-hmm. You know what? I meant to look that up, and I didn't. They are with the Shin. We must find one. Can we make? Can we make to use a truthless? Oh, is that it? Can we make to use a truthless? Can we craft a weapon? Okay, so that's really hard to read. Yeah. It's really confusing. And then the thing at the bottom, it says, uh, paragraph two, every second letter starting with the first. So they extrapolated this from a paragraph. So every second letter starting with the first. So this, they found this sentence, these sentences in this jumble of letters starting every second letter. That's crazy. Isn't it awesome? That's crazy. It sounds like when I when we read this difficultly, when we read this, it is it sounds, hard to. I have to say, punctuation. Very, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I like punctuation. I, I wasn't a until lot. I read this epigraph, and then I became <laughs> much bigger realized. fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you don't seem to go. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Punctuation. Till the punctuation is <laughs> gone. gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it sounds like uh, they might have gotten the idea to use Zeth from this part of the diagram. Potentially. They are with okay, the Shin. So hang on. We must find one. Can we make uh, to use a truthless? Right. And this was written now, what about like the long previous time ago. Line? What about this previous line? Realization like app. Apricity? Like a pr- like a pr- like a city. Like a pretty city. Like a pretty Okay, hang on. This is this is going to bug me. Are you are you uh, googling it? Like a well, pretty city? Well, I I didn't look it up before and I should have. It was just a mystery to me and now it's going to bother me if I don't look up. Here, I'm looking it up right to now. See. And noun apricity, the warmth of the sun in winter. What set off obvious realization like apricity? The warmth of the sun in winter, apricity, hmm. heart in the sand, warm sun. That's what I'm getting on, on MiriamWebster.com. Hmm. The warmth of the sun in winter. I don't know. Does that mean anything to you? It means nothing to me. Okay. So I don't know what this... So again, very, very cryptic for me. Um, Can we make... To use a truthless? Can we craft a weapon? Not sure. Mm -hmm. We start with Shallan in the darkness with violet spheres that were giving life to the rain. Mm Mm-hmm. With the light, each falling speck of water flashed briefly like star sprints. We get a little spren head moment. Yeah, but not. We've but had star spren mentioned there before. Aren't, but. There's actually no star. Uh, there's no star spren here. She's just saying it's like it looks like, like star, star spren. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which is kind of nice. She sat at the edge of the pavilion, and Vatha and a couple of his soldiers were also there, watching over her like a nesting group of sky eels. Mm-hmm. It amused her that they'd grown so protective. They seemed actively proud to be her soldiers. This, again, is yet another 
way to draw the lines between these characters. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just like Kaladin giving Bridge Four a new life, a, purpose. a new perspective, mm-hmm. a new purpose. Yeah. Shallan has done the same. Yep. Yeah. For Gaz and Vatha and the others. How far yeah. they've come, these guys, eh? Like it's really cool. I know, right? Yeah. Four days into the weeping. Around here there were creation spren that were slowly vanishing. Because I think that she's drawing, and uh, these creation spren, they were taking shapes of things about the camp, swords and tiny tents flapping in the wind, in the unseen wind. The unseen wind, yeah. Yeah, I kind of liked that, those, those two words. It mm-hmm. just reminded me of, I mean, even though it still is an honor spren, I associate her with the wind, and that it seemed to me like a reminder that she's there but not seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, her picture was of Yasna, as she'd been on that night just over a month ago. I was getting very excited about this mm. as I was reading, but I don't know if I got what I wanted. The drawing didn't depict a single faithful memory, not as Shalon usually did them. This was a recreation of what she remembered, an interpretation yeah. that was not exact. Shalon was proud of it as she'd captured Yasna's contradictions right the contradictions were what made people real i really like this yasna was exhausted yet somehow strong yasna seemed terrified yet she was also brave she was overwhelmed yet powerful yeah it's cool it's really cool mm-hmm. isn't that great yeah because you can you can be both of course mm-hmm I like how, why she, she's doing it, though. She's like, uh, she's been trying... You Go ahead and read this next part, this next uh, paragraph here. It's great. Shalon had recently been trying to do more drawings like this, ones synthesized from her own imaginings. Her illusions would suffer if she could only reproduce what she'd experienced. She needed to be able to create, not just copy. I really like this. Me too. That's what's probably one of my highlights of it, this uh, chapter. It, it means that she's <clears throat> understanding her power a little bit more. You know, in those moments when she needs to be creative and she needs to do, like, you know, at a moment's notice, she needs to draw something. Um, mm. She can't just rely on having seen something. If she wants to be able to draw a monster but has never seen a monster before, we know that's not the, the case. We've, she's seen uh, you know, a sickly white spine and a chasm fiend. But if she needs to draw something, an illusion to scare uh, 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 someone away, she needs to be able to quickly do it through imagination, mm. not through copying, which I, I love. This is really cool. Yeah, I think it's great. And, uh, and also it expands upon her skill. Right. So if she's able to just... <clears throat> create openly and freely mm-hmm. then what does that mean for her and for her power right so that's kind of exciting yeah it's awesome um her sheet of paper dimpled as pattern moved up to it because of the of the rain i think mm-hmm. um he sniffed it and said useless things yeah because the creation spread yeah because there's creation spread all around her right now right and he says they don't do anything. <laughs> they flit around and watch and they admire. Most spren have a purpose. These are merely attracted by someone else's purpose. This is really funny. Well, what's what's really cool about that is that I mean, I you know, can't help but think of of sill and pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, um being attracted by someone else's purpose well aren't you in some way attracted to 
um, Kaladin's purpose, mm-hmm. or maybe Shallan's purpose. Right. So here he is ridiculing these creation spren. It also it also kind of makes sense that we are creation spren. Mm-hmm. Because we are attracted to Sanderson's purpose of writing, like it's sure. we're drawn towards it, right? Maybe it's one of the reasons why Werewolf will called the people who watch movies on Friday nights Creation Spring because they're attracted to this like other people's purpose. It's really neat. Okay, so Navani had done her part well. Shalon is thinking here. The army's scholars now worked at Shalon's command. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, mobilize them the scholar army. Yeah, she's got this entire, like, this massive project that she's working on. She's got all these people under her. Mm-hmm. It's more industrious than what Yasna had going. But Yasna would, was very private. It, like, I, I don't she, think she had she a lot. She didn't really want to share, the, share it with anybody. No, she's a no-show. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she didn't really have much option. She didn't have anything definitive to work on yet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm well, sure... She, well, I think she had a lot to reveal. It's just that... I think Yasna was like forcefully compelled to to take on this ward. Mm-hmm. Like she she didn't even want the ward. No, it's just Shalon was so exceptional mm-hmm. and and special. She was surge, surge binding, right? So the fact mm-hmm. that she could do that, well, you got to do it. There you go. Shalon says the artist Eliseth once did an experiment. She set out only ruby spheres in their strength to light her studio, and she wanted to see what effect the all red light would have upon her art. Mm-hmm. Pattern is is interested in this. He's like, hmm, yeah. to what result? At first, during a painting session, the color of light affected her strongly. She would use too little red, and fields of blossoms would look washed out. Not unexpected. He, I, I like how Pattern here, he's developing more, isn't he? Oh, for sure. In, in, you in could totally his, tell. It's, 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 it's peculiar how he's, he's become more of a, well, of a, of a conversationalist. Mm-hmm. You know he's, got, I mean? like he's, he's got, he's got vocabulary now. He's, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, however, Shalon says, was that what happened is what happened if she continued working. If she painted for hours by that light with this red light, the effects diminished. The colors of her reproductions grew more balanced. The pictures of flowers were more vivid. She eventually concluded that her mind compensated for the colors that she saw. Indeed, if she switched the color of the light during a session, she'd continue for a time to paint as if the room were still red, reacting against the new color. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? It's what really, do you think this means? really interesting. I think that she kind of gives us. I think there's us, a meaning in here that we're supposed to. Yeah, I think she gives it to us here at the to... end. Oh, okay. Well, Pattern says, mm, humans can see the world as it is not. It is why your lies can be so strong. You are able to not admit that they are lies. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what it is right there. I think that's what the, mm-hmm. the meaning of this is. Is that we, we have the ability to even fool ourselves in mm-hmm. what reality is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it, actually, I, I will concur with, uh, with um, Shalon here. It frightens me, she says. Yeah. Yeah, because it should be un- unsettling because then it really pulls into question, what is reality? Right. 
can you actually rely on your experience? And not that we get to um, too real world here, but this is the new the new thing of this new world is what is reality. Everyone has their own reality now, and no one can really yeah. have consensus on anything anymore. You know, like yeah. uh, I have a I have a certain way I feel about pudding. Well, now pudding is. You know, I don't know why I use pudding as my example here, but uh, my <laughs> my metaphor is falling apart as I'm making it up. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a super fan of this of this kind of uh, I don't know this like splintering of objectivity. I thought it's you were like going to say pudding. I thought you were going to. No, it's. I thought it's, you were going to piggyback like on my pudding here and save me, but uh, you didn't. Oh no, I I I don't have much to say about pudding except that I like butterscotch pudding. Mm, that's tasty. I'm a butterscotch fan. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's like objectivity is shattered. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of truths. Right. And that is chaos. Del- it's me. delicious to pattern. Mm. To, <laughs> well, he's, he's enjoying these delicious lies. Um, why are you frightened? He, he, he says, is it, it is wonderful. Well, to him. She was a subject of study. Mm -hmm. For a moment, she understood how Kaladin must have seen Shalon as she spoke of the chasm fiend, admiring its beauty, the form of its creation, oblivious to the present reality of its danger. Mm -hmm. Now, in this example, though, both truths are happening at the same time. The chasm fiend is beautiful, but it also presents a clear and present danger. Right. 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 Um, so the, there's, there are more than one truths happening at one time. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're in, in contradiction. Right. Be, uh, like it's, it's threatening and it's beautiful. That is true. Um, it frightens me, Shalon says, because we all see the world by some kind of light personal to us. And that light changes our perception. I don't see clearly. I want to, but I don't know if I ever truly can. Hmm. Interesting. I think that's, we can relate to that. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's really hella interesting because the artist is affected by the red light at first, then Mm -hmm. gets used to it and is able to work as normal and then switches Mm -hmm. that red light out for a different light and then can almost ignore the change of light. Well, you're still painting as if you had the previous light. Right, right. So it's like a residual effect. It's like there's like a transition. Yeah, it's very strange, right? To get used to the new reality. Mm-hmm. Um, Delinar Colon enters the tent. Ah, here you are. The one who has taken command of this expedition. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I like that, that, that he too. says that to her. It's, it's quite the compliment. Yeah. Hi, Prince, um, she says. You have co-opted my scribes and cartographers, says Delinar. They hum of it like the rainfall. Urathiru. Stormseat. How did you, how did you do it? I didn't. Brightness Nav- Navani did. She says that you convinced her. Shalon blushes. I was really just there, and she changed her mind. <laughs> Delinar nods curtly to the side. And his aide steps over to the, to the debating scholars. The aide followed them, and Vatha looked to Shalon. She nodded, excusing him and the other guards to leave. Right. This is yet again another example 
connecting her to Kaladin Stormblessed. Right. Only Bridge 4, upon acknowledgement from Captain Kaladin, would, would they move or, you know, uh, acknowledge a new order given, you know, this mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it's kind of happening here. I, I love it. It's little, it's a subtle thing, but mm-hmm. I just love it. I love that Shallan and, and Kaladin have garnered so much respect from these from people, those yeah. that they have affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Shallan and Dalinar were alone in the pavilion. Dalinar says, you told Navani that Yasna had discovered the secrets of the Knight's Radiant. She admits, she says, yes, I did. You're certain that Yasna didn't mislead you somehow? Or allow you to mislead yourself? Because that would be far more like her. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, I put, I put a pause there. That is interesting. Because Yasna is so smart as I've kind of said, she could be still ahead of this whole thing. I know, given her death and everything. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I think that it's interesting that he is saying that to her. Bright Lord, I, I don't think that is, she takes a deep breath. No, she did not mislead me. So she was kind of doubtful there for a moment when he suggests that but then she becomes more sure yeah it's almost like she doesn't know how to explain she knows in this Mm -hmm. moment eventually she's going to tell him the truth but in this moment she's like i know for sure how do i say it without saying it and boy does she 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 says it all yeah for sure um how can you be so sure he says i saw it i witnessed what she did and we spoke of it Yasna Kolin did not use a soulcaster. She was one. Dalinar folded his arms, looking past Shallan into the night. I think I'm supposed to refound the night's radiant. The first man I thought I could trust for the job turned out to be a murderer and a liar. Now you tell me that Yasna might have had actual power. If that is true, then I am a fool. I don't understand, says mm-hmm. Shallan. In naming Amaram, I did what I thought was my task. I wonder now if I was mistaken all along, and that refounding them was never my duty. Right. They might be refounding themselves, and I am an arrogant meddler. Hmm. You have given me a great deal to think upon. Thank you. I like that. To leave. I like that. I'm an arrogant meddler. I like that. An arrogant meddler. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, it's it's an interesting way to think about Dalinar's involvement in this story. Mm-hmm. Like, is he in the way? Well, he's like, I thought I was supposed to found them, but I guess they're doing it on their own. I'm really arrogant to think that it couldn't have been done without me, that I had to be the one right. to do it. Do you know what I mean? So, but I like what Shalon says here. What Shalon says here is really, really great. Mm-hmm. She, uh, so he turns to leave and she won't let him quite. She mm-hmm. says, Bright Lord Dalinar, what if your task wasn't to refound the Knight's Radiant? <laughs> that is just what I said, says Dalinar. Yeah, but what if instead your task was to gather them? He looked back to her, waiting. Shallan felt a cold sweat. What was she doing? Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell someone sometime, she thought. I can't do as Yasna did and hold it all in. This is too important. Was Dalinar Colon the right person? Well, she certainly couldn't think of anyone better. 
Shalon held out her palm, breathed in, draining one of her spheres. She breathed back out, sending a cloud of shimmering stormlight into the air between herself and Dalinar, and she formed it into a small image of Yasna. Almighty above, Dalinar whispers, and there's a single offspring that appears, a mm. ring of blue smoke, spreading like the ripple from a stone dropped in a pond. Yeah. Shalon had seen such a spren only a handful of times in her life. So very rare. Ospren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dalinar stepped closer and appeared reverent. And he, he looks to her and says, can I? She says, yes. And he touches the image. It's just an illusion, Shalon says. I can't create anything real. It's amazing, Dalinar says. His voice was so soft. It is wonderful, he says, looks, and looking up to her, tears in his eyes. You're one of them. Maybe. Kind of. Shalon says, feeling awkward. I'm not mad, he says. I had decided that I wasn't, but that's not the same as knowing. It's all true. They are returning. Yasna taught you this? No, I, I more stumbled into it on my own. I think I was led to her so she could teach me. We didn't have much time for that, unfortunately. Can we, uh, can we just venture back? Just here? one, yeah, one it's little so moment here. Good. It's all really awesome. But there's one line here that gets me, and she says, it's just an illusion. I can't create right. anything real. And like, right. for me, I feel like she's done the exact opposite of that. She's created... Mm -hmm. You know, she made these men, she took an illusion and made these men follow her. She created this air about her that she was an important hot, uh, light eyes that came to the Shattered Plains, or that came to the Shattered Plains, immediately got in with Sabariel. She convinced Sabariel and Polona to literally join, by sneaky aspects, joined <laughs> the, the war effort. She became a, a, a ghost blood, an honor, a member of the ghost bloods. She, um, has literally taken over this whole expedition for the cause that she took up. So I can't create anything real is hilarious to me because she's literally created all of this by using her illusions. Right. So and it's I, all become quite real. Yeah. And it's all really real. So, so yeah, she, she's, she's either being really, really humble here or she's trying to miss kind of like misstate, if you will, her, her power, her capacity. I, I, think that she, I think that she's like downplaying, like not downplaying her powers so that he doesn't know how, wh what she can do. I think she's like really down on herself here. I can't create yeah. anything real. It's just illusions, but I don't think she realizes how much she's actually done. How real it's getting. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really awesome. That's, that's, that's really cool. Um, I lost my place here. Um. I more stumbled on it. Uh, uh, I more stumbled into it on my own. I was led to her so she could teach me. We didn't have much time for that, unfortunately. This she's talking about uh, being together with uh, mm -hmm. with Yasna. I need to give you the golden cape. Put you in charge of them. Now this is the gold, the cape that Amram had. Right. This is so cool. Mm -hmm. But she's like me. Um, Fuck me? no. 
thinking thinking of what that could mean to her al- to her alternate identity. Right. I find it really interesting that Vale is very important to her to maintain. Mm-hmm. It's very important for her to maintain alternate identities. And I'm not entirely sure why yet. I could think of many reasons. I mean, going back to what happened to her as a, as mm-hmm. a younger girl, the, what the happened gr- with her father, yeah, the girl who flinches, the, yeah, all that the stuff. Girl who yeah. flinches, you know, I, you can bring in all of that, of course, but there's, there's something else to it that I don't know that she maybe wants to do right by those who she has learned from. So she must become veiled because of tin. And she's also, she must become like, she also remembers when she finally becomes part of the ghost bloods, she's really mm -hmm. proud of herself. And Mm -hmm. I think part of her likes that a part Mm -hmm. of her likes this other, other life and maybe not ready, ready to give it up yet. You know? Yeah. It's, it's the thrill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Little T, little T, little T. Um, no, I can't. I mean, Bright Lord, sit. What, what I can do is mostly useful if nobody knows it's possible. I mean, if everyone is looking for my illusions, I'll, I'll never fool them. Fool them, Delinar asks. I like this next sentence. It's one of my highlights. Perhaps not the best choice of words <laughs> She's like for Dalinar. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny, dude. Yeah. I love that. Why would you need to fool anybody? Yeah, exactly. Why would you need to fool anybody? Yeah. Bright Lord Dalinar, she says, Shalon spun because there was a messenger approaching. Yeah, that wasn't her. It's the messenger that said, Bright Lord Dalinar. Bright Lord Dalinar. Yeah. A lithe messenger dripping wet, locks of hair undone from braids. She says, Bright Lord Dalinar, Prashendi spotted, sir. Where? Eastern side of the plateau. Scouting party, we think. Dalinar looked from the messenger to Shalon and then started out into the rain. Shalon tossed her sketchbook to the side, onto the chair. This could be dangerous, says Dalinar. I appreciate the concern, Bright Lord, but I think I would actually take a spear through the stomach and my abilities would heal me up without a scar. I'm probably the most difficult person to kill in this entire camp. Which is awesome. So funny she says that. Just blurts it right out. The fall into the chasm? He asks. Yes, I think I must have rescued Captain Kaladin too, though... I don't know how I managed that. Yeah. He grunted. They moved quickly through the rain, the water wetting Shallan's hair, storming Alethi and their long legs because she's having trouble catching up, or um, I yeah. guess keeping up. <laughs> Guards ran up, members of Bridge Four fell in around them. She heard shouting in the distance. Can you soul cast? Dalinar asks softly, like Yasna did. Yes, Shallan says, but I haven't practiced it much. It could be, it could prove very useful. It's also very dangerous. Yasna didn't want me practicing without her, though now that she's gone, well, I will do more with it eventually. Sir, please don't tell anyone about this, for now at least. This was why Yasna took you on as a ward. It's why she wanted you marrying Adolin, isn't it? To bind you to us. Yes, Shalon says, Mm -hmm. blushing. A great many things make more sense now. I will tell Navani about you, but nobody else. And I will swear her to secrecy. She can keep a secret if she has to. 
She opened her mouth to say yes, but stopped. Was that what Yasna would have said? Mm-hmm. So she was going to say yes to tell Navani, but then hesitated. Yeah. I feel like that's Shalon being a bit like me, being a bit cautious. Being a bit silly. Potentially. Mm-hmm. I'll admit to the silliness being once it's all safe, over. right? <laughs> we'll send you back to the war camp, says Delinor, immediately with an escort. I don't care how hard you are to kill, you're too valuable to risk on this esp- on this expedition. Bright Lord, Shalon says, splashing through a pool of water, you are not my king, nor are you my high prince. You have no authority over me. <laughs> my duty is to find Urethiru, so you will not be sending me back. And by your honor, I will have you your promise not to tell a soul what I can do unless I give leave. That includes Brightness Navani. He stopped in place. I see Yasna in you. Rarely had Shalon been given such a compliment. Yeah, dude. That's that's my that's my ultimate highlight for this chapter. Right I here. have in my notes here in like big block letters, Yasna lives. That's what I have here. Yasna, Yasna lives. lives. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, this is this is truly amazing. Her speaking back to him, um, you know, you're not my king, nor are you my high prince. Yeah. She seems really mature there, I find. Yeah. Like elevated from what she's already done. Mm-hmm. Like she's standing up to she's telling the 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 Blackthorn. Arguably the most down. powerful man in all Roshar. Yeah. 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 To stand down. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Lights uh, bobbed and approached in the rain. It was Vatha and his men jogging up. And Bridge Four held them back for a moment. Very well, Brightness, says Dalinar. Your secret will remain one for now. We will consult further once this expedition is done. You have read of the things I have been seeing? She nods. The world is about to change, says Dalinar. You give me hope, true hope, that we can change it in the right way. The scouts that are approaching salute Bridge Four parts. It was a portly man in a brown hat. His name is Bashan, mm-hmm. whom Dalinar, Dalinar knows by name and calls him so. Right. Bashan. That's cool too. Yeah. Reinforcing his character because he knows them by name. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I yeah. And that. then like what you said, you've always said before, names are important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Parshendi on that plateau next to us, sir, says Bashan. The Parshendi stumbled over one of my scouting teams. The lads raised the alarm quickly, but we lost all three men. Dalinar cursed, and then turned toward High Lord Taleb. Wake the army, Taleb. Everyone on alert. Yes, Bright Lord, Taleb says. Bright Lord Dalinar and Bashan continues. The lads took down one of those shellheads before being killed themselves. Sir, you need to see this. Something has changed. Shalon shivered. Yeah. I like that. It's a little, almost like, um, of what's coming, but... <laughs> Anyways, I've got, uh... I'm still reserving my, uh... Uh, jumping on the bandwagon of the Voidbringers. Right. Right. Shalon joining him in walking toward a, ne- a nearby bridge. There were a group of soldiers on the other side of the bridge, dragging something across... And it was a Parshendi corpse. Mm-hmm. But this one looked very different. It had hair, thicker than human hair, and it felt slick, or looked slick. 
if that was the right word, face was marbled red streaks through the black. The body was lean and strong, and something seemed to grow under the skin, out from the exposed arms peeking out. It was hard and ridged like a crab shell. The face was crushed with a kind of thin, bumpy carapace. This isn't a type that we've seen before, says Bashan. Look at those ridges, sir. Some of the lads that were killed, they had burn marks on them in the rain. uh, Shakiest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. What do you mean by a type, Bashan, says Shalon. Some Parshendi have hair, the man continued. Others have carapace. The ones we met with King Gavilar long ago, they were shaped different from the ones we fight. It's funny, eh? We we forget that Shalon doesn't have that much experience with the Parshendi, mm-hmm. right? No, she doesn't she really doesn't. have any kind of experience with them. This is the first time she's ever really probably seen one. So we got to get we got to get Eshenai and Shalon together. That's what we got to do. I don't know. Eshenai's lost it. We don't. <laughs> I think we want to keep them far she's apart right now. No, no, she's, she's, in, in, she's there. in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, she's in there. They're going to be besties. Um. They have specialized subspecies, Shalon asks. We might be depleting their numbers, says Dalinar, forcing them to send out their equivalent of light eyes to fight. That was an interesting observation. Um, Kind of presumptuous, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, presumptuous that they would have... Uh, a caste a, system a, like this? A hierarchy, yeah, like a hierarchy uh, caste system whereby they would, you know, withhold their most valuable. Um, and that the, the you know, and that the light eyes are the most valuable. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's that little bit. I, I was, I kind of winced at that. I was like, eh, that's Dalinar kind of being yep. a highborn. It's light eyes privilege, yeah. bro. Light eyes privilege. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Still in effect. Yep. Hard, hard to take it out. Um, and the burns Dalinar, Bashan says. Shalon reached out to check the Parshendi's eye color. Did they have light eyes and dark like humans? She lifts up the eyelid. The eyelid beneath, or the eye beneath, was completely red, and she screams, jumping back, pulling her hand up to her chest. Dalinar's shard plate appears in his hand a few seconds later. Red eyes, she whispers. It's happening. The red eyes are just a legend. Yasna had an entire notebook of references to that bright lord. The void bringers are here. Time is short. Hmm. Dalinar's reaction to this, though, is interesting. Throw the body into the chasm. Hmm. Yeah. Get rid of the evidence. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Why would you get rid of the evidence if this is one of the most important things to realize? I don't know. About this, about this situation. If this is a confirmation of Voidbringers based on, on maybe, Yasna's research, maybe he doesn't based want, like, on... Maybe he doesn't want it carrying around around all the men so that every, all the men see this like monstrous, and I put like quotations up here, yeah, monstrous maybe. thing. Maybe he's trying to keep the fear down. Because it... Yeah, but... I don't know. Wouldn't it, wouldn't transparency be good with your military, with what you're fighting, what you're up against? Yeah, probably. I just thought it was weird that he, he says, throw the body into the chasm. I doubt we'd be able to easily burn it. Keep everyone alert. Be prepared for an attack tonight. 
Brightlord, there's another yell. Shallan sp- spun around again. There's a hulking armored figure running up in silvery plate. We found another one, sir, Mr. Taleb. Was it dead? No, sir. He walked right up to us, sir. He's sitting on a rock over there. Dalinar looked to Shallan, who shrugged. And Dalinar started to head in that direction. Sir, says Taleb, should you... Dalinar ignored the warning. Mm-hmm. And Shallan hastened after him. Should you head back, Vatha says, under his breath to her. She couldn't help but still see him as the man who had almost killed her back in the unclaimed hills. I will be safe, Shallan says. Yeah. You might have a blade brightness, but you could still die to an arrow in the back. Unlikely in this rain. <laughs> yes. I like how matter of fact she is there. Yeah. <laughs> there were about a hundred Alethi soldiers standing around at the base of this seat where this Parshendi was. Spears pointed upward. Shallan couldn't make out much more as he sat across the chasms from them. Has he said anything, says Dalinar. Not that I know of. He just sits there. Shallan peered across the chasm. He stood up and shaded his eyes against the rain. The soldiers below shuffled spears, rising into more threatening positions. Scar? The Parshendi's voice called. Scar, is that you? And Leighton? Nearby, one of Dalinar's bridgemen guards cursed. He ran across the bridge and several other bridgemen followed. They returned a moment later. Shallan crowded in closely to hear what their leader whispered to Dalinar. It's him, sir, Scar said. He's changed, but storm me for a fool if I'm wrong. It's him, Shen. He ran bridges with us for months and then vanished. Now he's here. He says he wants to surrender to you. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so amazing, dude. Like, I can't believe it. And and I'm so sorry that rather than blathering away, like, you know, I'm just, I couldn't help but just, I wanted to read all that. But damn, it's so good. Yeah. It's hard not to just continue it's reading. so good. Yeah. So Shen, so this is huge. Yeah. So this is Relaine. So as we find out his real name right, was Relaine. Right, right. And he's changed. Important. He doesn't look the same. No. So I think But that he wants to surrender? He wants to surrender to Dalinar. What what I'm wondering is like is is this is this Captain Kaladin's effect on Shen on Relaine with the the will to become the form that you want to be. Right. Because as far as we know, Shen went back. Shen was a regular doll form right. um, Parshendi, and he's come back right. looking different. So he's either become nimble form or war form or some of these other forms because he looks different. The Bridgemen are like, it's, it's him. He looks different, but it's him. But how did he avoid, you know, if he went back because they were rounding up everybody. Right. How did he avoid becoming Stormform? That's, that's a good question. I guess we're going to have to um, question Relaine in the next couple chapters and find, find yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, we better do that. Yeah. Oh my God. We'll get him alone in a tent okay. or something and, and really put the grind to him so he can tell us the truth. Highlight for sure is Yasna's presence. 
yeah. in this. For me, when um, when Shalon says that's the greatest compliment I've ever been given, it's awesome. When he's when he looks to her, when she's again, when she's like talking down to him, like you know, like he she's taking charge and saying, you know, no. Mm-hmm. And then he stops in the rain, and he's like, "You, there is Shalon, there or, or there is um, there is Yasna in you." Yeah. And that's kind of what she's been doing, right? Like this whole, Mm -hmm. um, person that she's kind of like the, the, the authority that she's been able to wield this whole time has been, Mm -hmm. what would, how would Yasna do this? Remember Mm -hmm. even early on with Vatha and his men, how would Yasna do this? So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that it's not just an internal thing, but it's now an external thing that she is now like Mm -hmm. Yasna, right? Um, my highlight is gotta be, it's gotta be that Shalon tells him, she tells him and shows him, I know, right? tells him, could he be the one that I can trust? Right. Can, is, is he the right one? And Kaladin has had similar thoughts. Yeah. You know, can I trust this guy? Is, is he going to be the one light eyes that's different? She, like she says, um, it's, it's too important. I have to tell somebody like it's getting to a point now where someone needs to know. She said she can't, she can't uh, do what Yasna did. Right. And hold it all in. Yeah. It's, it's great. Hey, you know what? You got to lay down the bridge sometime. Yeah. The secrets are all coming out, bro. Dude. It's fantastic. Yeah. What a great, what a great chapter. I didn't have any alternative title or anything, but, um, yeah. Contradictions. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty great. And Shen at the end appearing. Mm-hmm. I love how he just appears and I love the hundreds of soldiers around him. Mm-hmm. You know, with their spears up and then with their spears toward him. It just yeah. kind of reminded me of Weathertop a little bit. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's great. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. So, okay. So, chapter 79 mm-hmm. toward the center. And we are journeying toward the center, aren't we? We are. It should be like towards we're, the end because we're almost at the end. Yeah. To, yeah. That, that should be the, the alternate end. title. This is toward the end. Well, look at you here in the beginning of, uh, of the, um, excerpt from the, uh, from, from the diagram mm-hmm. with, uh, with Q oh, yeah, right off question. the bat. There's, there's Q. So, yeah. so you're the questions. I know. What's up? Uh, what's up? Actually, I'm more of the questions. Actually, no, that's not true. I'm the wild theories. I'm the WWTs. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, yes. So you're the Qs, I'm the WTs. Okay. Yeah. Well, for what essential must we strive, says this, this question. The answer, the essential of preservation, to shelter a seed of humanity through the coming storm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, to shelter yeah. a seed of humanity to ensure the survival. That's, that's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Question, what cost must we bear? The answer, the cost is irrelevant. That, that kind of sounded like Star Trek to me. You know, it's, it sounded like Spock wisdom. Yeah. You know, um, mankind must survive. Our burden is that of the species and all other considerations are but dust by comparison. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. What's interesting, I, this whole diagram thing, which I'm fascinated by, is um, it's just it, it, like it's so disparate in how it communicates. Right. You've got you've got questions and answers. You've got long stretches of thought without any punctuation. <laughs> you know, it's just it's so bizarre. It's yeah. like it's literally like trying to decipher the 
the ravings of a madman. Right. The last one was every second letter start, starting with the first yeah. or whatever. Like what it was heck? super That's random. Crazy. Yeah. One of my other favorite things about these uh, epigraphs is finding out where mm. it was taken from. And I like this. It was yeah. catechism of the back of the flowered painting. Of the flowered painting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I highlighted. I'm glad you pointed that out because yeah. I, I, I highlighted it and uh, wanted to mention it because, yeah, it's it's <laughs> the flower painting or the painting with the dogs playing poker. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, exactly. like what's yeah, on the yeah. back of that kind of thing? It's, yeah. That's that's funny, dude. It's like he's writing. Um, he's writing. I got no more room. Oh fuck! I can write I on the no back of that painting over there. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's a flower painting. <laughs> yeah. Um. <coughs> pardon me. Okay. Let's start it off here. We start off with Dalinar, mm-hmm. and he has his hands behind his back, which I love that picture of him. Um. You know, often in this contemplative you know sort of position i'm sure the blackthorn is entirely different but mm-hmm. several times throughout wave kings in this and this book dalinar is in this pose hands behind his back mm-hmm. looking out over the expanse and it's um, it's it's really something that's kind of baked into the alethi military because it's something that kaladin taught the men of bridge four as well that mm-hmm. you can have i think it's called like resting position or whatever you know, you, mm-hmm. you're at attention and then he, if, if your commander or captain can tell you to rest, you put mm-hmm. your arms behind your back and you're, you're still attentive, but you're more like relaxed mm-hmm. kind of thing. I really like it too. I think it's really cool. Um, he's in the command tent, listening to the patter of the rain. The floor was wet. You couldn't avoid that in the weeping. Yeah. And he says here that he knows this from miserable experience. That he, that Dalinar had been on more than one military excursion during weepings, mm-hmm. which I thought that was cool to start it off. Yeah. A little, a little hint of his, uh, his mm-hmm. early days or his, or his pre, uh, way right. of King's days, right? It was the day after they discovered the Parshendi on the plains. Mm-hmm. Talking about Relaine. Yeah. Relaine Shen is back in the mix. Dalinar himself had allowed the man to be armed. Right. That is really interesting. Because mm-hmm. remember, it was his decision, um, right? It was. Yeah. Shalon claimed that all the Parshmen were void bringers in embryo. <laughs> I like that. I like that title, actually, in embryo. Yeah. I think it, that would have been kind of. Isn't kind that of, the that um, second studio album by Nirvana? Isn't that? Oh, no, that's in utero. Um, Never mind. Sorry. In, in utero. But no, My but mistake. you're right. It, it In embryo would be a cool, like, album for this um uh, you know, for like a, an artist to be yeah. writing about, about this idea of the Parshman and the Parshendi mm-hmm. and the re- revelations of the void bringers and so, like totally there's, there's an album out there called in, in Embryo. I bet you Hoyd wrote uh, a Bardic <laughs> album named In Embryo. Yes, in Embryo, yeah. yeah. Um, he had ample reason to believe her word. Yeah, right. Because of all the evidence, Yasna's teachings, everything. But what was he to do? Mm-hmm. The radiance had returned. Shalon is evidence of that. The Parshendi had manifested. They have the red eyes, right. as told in legend. Dalinar felt as if he was trying to stop a dam from breaking, all the while not knowing where the leaks were actually coming from. That's a really cool image, eh? Me too. I love that. That's neat. Um, Adolin ducks in, escorting Navani. Adolin was betrothed to a member of the Knights Radiant. She says she's not one yet, Dalinar's thinking. But one could be a trained spearman without being a soldier. Right. One implied skill, the other a position. That's an interesting 
thought. I love Isn't that. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This gets back to what uh, Yasna said about the Knights Radiant, is that the orders were just society structuring surge binders into categories. Before mm-hmm. that, they could still do all the things they did. It's just the right. Knights Radiant orders they were, were in. Yeah. It was like a forced upon kind of like um, structure of for them. them or? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he, mm. you know, um, one implied skill, the other uh, implied position. I implied love that. Position. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. They are bringing the parshman. They are bringing the parshendi man. Dalinar uh, asks, <laughs> and Navani says yes. They were restless. Dalinar had pushed the four armies into another day of marching, and slowly they approached the middle of the plains. Mm -hmm. They were already well beyond the regions that scouts had explored, so they're in truly undiscovered territory here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Taleb marched in with the prisoner, and Dalinar had put the High Lord and his personal guard in charge of this relaine as he didn't like how defensive the bridgemen were about him. I love that so that's, much. That's that's another one of my little highlights there, too. Yeah, you're right. The, he's he's bridge four, and they will, you know, be vociferous in their defense mm-hmm. of anyone bridge bridge four, remember, which is remember amazing. that metaphor that we had back in the first season of this uh, the storm pod when we talked yeah. about how it didn't matter really where you came from because all the men right. had hollowed eyes and they wore vests mm-hmm. and they like they were dirty and they looked beaten down so everyone was yeah. like a bridgeman everyone was bridge four there's no mm. better example of this there's literally a guy on their squad who right. is the most different you know, um, entity on the planet than the rest of them. And they still Mm. are like, no, he's ours. He, he's, he's ours. He's bridge four. I think that's the honor working. Yeah. It's so great. It's so good. It's just, it's so good. It's the ideals. It's, um, isn't that what we just all want really in life is to be accepted into bridge four so we could find our own bridge four so we don't have to feel like we're outside (laughs) we're uh, on the inside Uh, just it's such a great metaphor for everything it's so awesome um yeah this is really cool um he so he's he didn't like how defensive the bridgeman got about him Mm -hmm. but he did invite their lieutenants scar and the horn eater that they called rock Mm mm-hmm General Call and Renarin were in another tent with Aladar and Royon going over tactics. Navani sat up, and Shalon had wanted to attend, but Dalinar had promised to have everything written down for her. I find it interesting that he... Is he trying to protect her, do you think? Or is she a hot button he doesn't know what to do with? Uh, with Navani? No, with Shalon by not having her at this meeting. Because oh. Shalon wanted to be there. Right. Yeah, but he says no. He would have everything written down for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's strange that she's not here. Um, maybe it's a good thing that she's not. She's got a lot of work to do trying to find Urethiru, so she can't waste her time with this. But maybe, but maybe it has to do with what you were saying before about how she automatically assumes that um, the Parshendi or the Parshman mm. or the listeners are going to become the Voidbringers, and so that right. bias may taint this interview that they're having. Right. Does that make sense? I'm st- obviously makes, I'm reaching I think here, it but... makes, well, I, I think it makes total sense. The only thing 
The only thing is, is that Dalinar, I think, is exercising a little bit of caution around Relaine mm-hmm. or Shen because he is using his uh, his guards versus Bridge Four, right, to handle the situation. If he ha- if he had full trust in Relaine. He would allow Bridge Four to do their job, right? And Bridge and, and two people of Bridge Four are here, almost like his advocates, kind of thing, right? They're here, here sure. for him. Yeah, but he does say at the end here, having too many of them near this spy felt dangerous to Dalinar. So maybe right. he wants to keep Shalon away from the spy because he doesn't want anything that Shalon's working on to get, you know, leaked out to the spy because he sure. doesn't fully trust the spy, right? Right. Well, a spy is a spy, right? right. Right. Parshmen were practically invisible, but once this one had started carrying a spear, he had become instantly noticeable. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, is that the minute that you have a weapon, something that you can actually threaten with, okay, instantaneously you've gone from invisible to visible. Yeah. As it, long as you're, you know, cleaning pots or doing menial tasks. No one cares. Getting firewood, doing some laundry, taking something from one high prince to another, delivering a message. That's fine. Yeah. But it's if all, you have a spear in your hand and you're trained. Yeah. That's something else. For sure. It, it also kind of reminds me of D&D when you have invisibility cast on you. The moment it goes away is when you attack. When you use a weapon, so it's kind of neat that their invisibility oh. goes away when you have a spear in your hand, right? Right. Yeah. I just thought of something. What if Dalinar, what if this is a little hint at Dalinar, that Dalinar sees those who are a threat because they carry a spear, because they're, you know, they're, they're visible because they're militarily trained, let's say. Mm-hmm. But what if he's, what if that's something that he misses, is the character's that are not so armed right that he doesn't see coming because right. they are invisible hmm. what if that's a thing i don't know it's, it's, just it's, thinking it's, out loud you know it's an interesting thought for sure um okay instantly noticeable he was a full parshendi warrior now with this orange red skull plate mm-hmm. armored carapace at the chest thighs outer arms he was as tall as an alethi and more muscular so this description tells us that He's in war form right now. Okay. That's what you think? Yeah. I mean, from, from okay. what we've had the, the descriptions before for, about war form, because mm-hmm. war form mm-hmm. is really the, the main form that they, the, the Alethi have been fighting on the Shattered Plains. And so this description the, the of, of yeah. Relaine oh, yeah, the is war form, right? Because if he was right. nimble form, he would be like lithe and graceful looking, but he's not. If he was right? alcove form, he'd be busy. <laughs> he'd be he'd be laying on a bearskin rug <laughs> with two glasses and a bottle of wine, <laughs> smoking jacket. Like, he's got the smoking jacket slightly open. Yeah, he's got the martini glass. A hairy carapace armor, just like a little bit of hair sticking out from his shell (laughs) armor. Hairy carapace armor. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (coughs) He's got a bathrobe with with tassels. Okay. Okay, as he he steps, as he steps up, this is is Shen, this is Mm Relaine. He saluted Dalinar, hand to chest, just Mm -hmm. like the other bridgemen. Yeah. He bore their tattoo on his forehead. I, this is another little highlight for me. I love it. Yeah, it blended Sit. into his skull uh, plate. I love that. Mm-hmm. 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 Sit, says Dalinar. Relaine obeyed. 
I'm told Dalinar says that you refuse to tell us anything about the Parshendi plans. Mm -hmm. I don't know them, says Relaine. Yes, but you were a spy. Yes, sir. For how long? About three years, confesses Relaine, in various war camps. You answer me when I ask, but not the others. Why? You're my commanding officer, says Relaine. Yes, but you are a Pershendi. He begins to speak, mm-hmm. and the man looks down at the ground. Shoulders bowing. He raised a hand to his head, feeling the ridge of skin just where the skull plate ended. Mm-hmm. And he says, something is very wrong, sir. Eshenai's voice on the plateau that day when she came to meet with Prince Adolin. Eshenai, Dalinar prompts. The Parshendi Shardbearer? Yes. She was my commander. But now... He has a look of terrible grief. Mm-hmm. That Dalinar notices, and he says, Sir, I have reason to believe that everyone I know, everyone I loved, has been destroyed. Monsters left in their place. The listeners, the Parshendi, may be no more. I have nothing left. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do, Scar says from outside the ring of guards, your bridge four. Yay! I know, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Relaine looks at, looks at him. Relaine looks up at uh, Scar and says, I'm a traitor. Ha, Rock says, is little problem. Can be fixed. <laughs> little. <laughs> Tell me, Delaner says, how did you hide among the Parshendi? Oh, okay, hold on. Let's, let, let's, uh, let's dwell here on what he said you about Eshenai. Yeah, just, just for a second. Um, holy shit, wow. This gives us... if. You know, we as readers saw this transformation of Eshenai into, from mm-hmm. someone we started to like and kind of understood. She was the right. enemy at first, and then we started to understand her and like their motivations. Right. And then she became someone unrecognizable to us as the reader. And now someone right. who's even more close to her than us, re- realistically, right. Relaine. Is also. Is, yeah, saying they're, the, 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 Parshendi, the listeners are no more. These are monsters now. Wow. So all of our suspicions from all those past uh, um, um, interludes is right. Like they, they are, the, the, what's happened to these, to these listeners is not mm-hmm. good. It's not good at all. Like the, our hope for, for them is, is dashed, I think, because of what Relaine is saying here. Relaine's saying that, that everyone I loved has been destroyed. I, I, I agree that you're, I agree with you that Shen's observation is shared by the reader. So me as a first time reader, mm-hmm. I completely agree. The only grasp, like the only like straws that I grasp onto, if you will, are that there appears to be that inner voice of Eshenai. Mm-hmm. And it remains to be seen whether or not this storm form of the Parshendi, whether they are void bringers and they've come back. Mm-hmm. As such, or that they're just agents serving something else. Right. You, you also did make a point of, of saying that you thought, and you kind of, you swayed me to your side that maybe mm. Eshenai knew full well that her friend Thud was going to lead all right. of those leftovers away. And that maybe there's a small part of Eshenai, not that she got right. duped by Thud, also nope. hashtag Thud the dude, um, but <laughs> if, if that maybe she 
put him in charge knowing full well knowing. what he would do. Yeah. yeah. So there might be some salvation there, but according to what Relaine is saying to us right now, it's confirmed. The, it's the, the listeners it's, yeah. are done. Other, but he doesn't know about food and the others, right? So, you know what's really cool about his return and his, um, I guess, swearing his allegiance to Bridge Four and to uh, Dalinar here mm -hmm. is he's in war form. He's ready to play. Yeah, he's like ready he, to go. He's, he's in. He's in the form that that the others have not seen him in yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of like half like I'm like, oh my gosh, like what are we going to see if there's a battle? <laughs> right. And and Shen Relane gets to reveal what he can do. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm pretty excited about about that. I bet so. you the guys at Bridge Four are, are too. Like I wonder how. how look how yeah. awesome he looks. Well, he's as tall. He's muscular yeah. he's got this carapace mm -hmm. armor like he looks badass this is i i don't know i'm just i'm super excited what's really funny now is that you know we thought that um Relaine was just a parchment one of these mm -hmm. like kind of like servants that don't talk that need direction mm -hmm. and now we know that he was a listener all along who went mm -hmm. in as a spy and knowing this now it reframes a lot of the stuff we knew when you know Kaladin decided to start ripping the carapace off of these dead listeners and wear them as armor now we even know more that like Relaine's like that could be my body that he's ripping that off of and wearing when they were hanging it up in the barracks of bridge four as a, like a celebration of what their accomplishments it's even more grotesque now because Relaine's like I might have known that guy that could be my cousin or something you know what I mean so so it's pretty crazy yeah. it reframes it some stuff that we we thought we knew before. I just had another thought about how wonderful um, this sort of appeals to my 1980s sensibilities with regards to toys is that having having parchment like in one form and then having war form <laughs> yes. like I'm just I'm, I'm imagining this description of Shen of Relaine yeah. is kind of like getting like a new action figure who's like super badass right. and you have him and you have him with the horn eater and you got him with all the other guys and you're yeah. like oh this guy looks so cool he's Dude. gonna be so great oh my god I battle. want bridge four action figures so bad now that Are would you... be awesome <laughs> it's again the, I, i'm sure that action figures with kids are largely it's over kaladin um, would have would come with like a little sill on oh, the side yeah. that could sit on his shoulder there's like a button yeah. that you could push and like his eyes and stuff glow when he's got <laughs> full of storm light and everything it'd be yeah. fucking awesome like, yeah like the like the tron figures light up. okay yeah yeah, yeah. um okay total aside yeah um so ha so rock says this is little thing it can be fixed <clears throat> dalinar says tell me how did you hide among the parchment dalinar says soldier that was an order relaine sat up he, he seemed like he wanted to obey mm -hmm. and he says sir it's just something that my people can do we choose a form based on what we need the job required of us Dull form, one of those forms, looks a lot like parchment. Hiding among them is easy. Mm -hmm. And didn't I have that somewhat of a guess? You said back? exactly this. Something in, that? Yeah, you said exactly this. A, a when, while ago. And the interludes when Shania was kind of like laying out what all the forms were, you said, yeah. this is, they're probably in dull, dull form. form. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's it. We account our parchment with precision, says Navani. Yes, Relaine replies, and we are noticed, but rarely questioned. Who questions when you find an extra sphere lying on the ground? 
It's not something suspicious. It's merely fortune. It's <laughs> <clears throat> a great line from yeah, him. It's so great. And Dalinar thinks that's dangerous territory. Actually, that would have been a great alternate title for this dangerous territory. Well, they're, they're in um, it right now. Absolutely. This man did not like how the Parshmen were treated. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. You spoke of the Parshendi, Dalinar says, this has to do with the red eyes. Relaine nods. So he confirms it absolutely has to do with this transformation. What does it mean, soldier? It means that our gods have returned. Mm-hmm. Well, who are your gods? They are the souls of the ancient, those who gave of themselves to destroy. They hate you and your kind, sir. This new form they have given my people, it is something terrible. And it will bring something terrible. Can you lead us to the Parshendi city, says Dalinar. Relaine's voice changes again to a different rhythm. My people, you said they are gone, says Dalinar. They might be. I got close enough to see an army tens of thousands, but surely they left some in other forms, the elderly, the young, who watches their children. Dalinar steps up to Relaine mm-hmm. and um, waving back at Adolin, who raises an anxious hand. He stoops down, laying an arm on the Parshendi's shoulder. And he says, Soldier, if what you're telling me is correct, then the most important thing you can do is lead us to your people. I will see that the non-combatants are protected, my word of honor on it. If something terrible is happening to your people, you need to help me stop it. Yes, sir, says Relaine. He's really torn, eh? Because he knows that this could mean the destruction of his people. But also, Mm -hmm. if he doesn't help them, it could also mean that his people are just forever done. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard shell. It's uh, a rock and a hard shell, yeah. Meet, or meet with uh, Shalon Devar, says Dalinar. Describe the route and get us a map. Taleb, you may refuse, sorry, you may release this prisoner into the custody of Bridge Four. Mm-hmm. The old blood shardbearer nodded. Have we had that term? I think we've had it maybe once. Maybe. Old blood The shardbearer. old blood shardbearer. It's capitalized too. Yeah, it's, it's about... Taleb, so it's referring to Taleb, yeah. Hmm, maybe Taleb was one of his, <clears throat> like, old dudes from back in his, like, warmongering days. Maybe Old Blood's, like, a title that he... Well, you know what? That's something that we'll have to keep track of. We'll have to take a look at that, and as we go through the, the series, maybe we'll know a little bit more about that. Okay. Dalinar sighs and sits down with Novani. You trust his word? I don't know, says Dalinar, but something did shake that man, Novani, soundly. He's Parshendi, she says. You may be misreading his body language. Dalinar leans forward, clasping his hands. The countdown, he, he says, he asks, and Novani says it's three days away. Three days before light day. So little time. We hasten our pace, he says. Inward. Toward the center and destiny. Mm-hmm. And that's that little chapter. Yeah. It's a good chapter. Um, just a small one, but it's it really is, good. 
It is good. It's I, I like it. I like um there's so many there's so many cool little things. Um my highlight though, I don't know. It's hard to pick. Um one of them certainly was him saluting. Yeah. Um You know, I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with my action figure. I think I think that description of Shen and the potential <laughs> that that brings to the fight, like having this like larger version, yeah. muscular, carapace, capable, it's like super Shen. It's like you had yeah. you had a previous action figure of Shen and it's okay, there, that, that's Shen. This uh, is Relaine, Relaine in Warform. Relaine wow. now comes with Warform snap-ons. <laughs> with Warform, yeah. <laughs> I, I love how every once in a while... One of our highlights will be something we said during the pod, not actually in <laughs> in the chapter. Not you know actually my, in the text. My highlight is the G.I. Joe joke I made earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's my highlight. <laughs> well, I mean, him saluting, I think, is really great. Yeah. Um, Bridge four defending him. Yeah, my, my Rock, highlight Rock is that. Saying, my highlight is, yeah. uh, I have nothing left. <clears throat> yes, you do. You're bridge four. You do. Yeah, that's bridge my four. highlight. That's Scar. just fucking awesome. And Rock saying that you're you being a a traitor is this is small thing. A little Don't problem. Worry. It can ah, be traitor. Fixed. Yeah, it's a little thing. Yeah. Traitor. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So the next um, we have that um, this map here. Do you want to talk about the map? We do have a map. Um, so the only I mean, it's interesting if you go back to the very beginning, there are images <clears throat> kind of similar to this. Um, might even be at the very beginning of this of this book. Yeah, mm-hmm. so very beginning at the prologue to question, there's an image there where the upper portion of this sphere kind of looks like the map. Right. Um so I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Um the map itself is <laughs> I have to admit it's a little confusing for me, although they do explain the lighter areas and what they what they mean mm-hmm. um the only interesting thing I, I i i got of this is in the notations and <clears throat> it says note eastern side of the plains is what does it say here is much more eroded than this light than this light areas are plateaus packed closely together dark areas represent plateaus less densely packed then there's a space and then there's another notation I know you wanted me to draw every plateau, but Shadow's Woman. Even I'm not that crazy. Mm-hmm. Who's the, what's what's that uh, um, in in reference to? Well, is this Shalon? I don't think it is actually. <coughs> I think it's the same. I think this is not. I don't know this for sure, but there has been um, a handwriting that has come up over and over again. If you go to, um, if you quickly flip to ch- chapter 17 in your book. Chapter 17? Mm-hmm. Oh, if wow. you can quickly really... just flip over there. 15, let's see. Okay, one sec. 17, okay, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a picture there of Nas, right? Or of, of, uh, of pattern. Of pattern. With all these different, like, writings on it. And at the bottom, and this would presumably, yeah, go ahead. At the very bottom, this is the picture that we decided was recovered from the bottom of the sea. 
Remember? This is one of the ones that sunk. Right. In because the, of the pages. Right. <clears throat> right. And at the very bottom, the it says, you have no idea what I went through to recover this from the bottom of the Rasharan Ocean. You owe me a new coat. And it's signed Nas. N-A-Z-H. Right. And that handwriting you'll see is different from it's the notes. It matches this. Yeah. It's, it's the, it, on <clears> that page, <throat> it's not the same handwriting as Shalon's handwriting. It's the same handwriting as this map that we're looking at. So there is another character here that has only really shown up in these images that we, if you, we weren't really fully paying attention to those things. Right. You know, I only know about this because well, I read I these certainly books didn't several catch times it. and I've kind of already been told about it too from discussing wow. it with other fans and stuff. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, this isn't a spoiler, so it's not really ruining no. anything for you, but I do want to tell you no. that the handwriting is the same. So we have to assume that. And that I definitely this, did not catch that. Right. There's so this no way. character of Nas <clears throat> is the one Nas. who wrote this. So it's really, really interesting. There's something That's else going on cool. here that we're not really sure about. Yeah. So it's really cool. Okay. Well, chapter 80. Um, let's just jump into it. Yeah. To fight the rain. Right off the to bat, fight we the had rain. a chapter, I think in the last book called to fight the wind. Oh, I didn't recall that. Yeah, and I, now cool. there's one. The that's Way of called Kings to had to fight the wind. I think so. Yeah, I think I think to it was fight in the, the Way rain. of Kings. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it like all week after this comes out, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. I, I actually really enjoy that, so it's good. Well, we get a small little excerpt from the uh, diagram um, ravings, if you will. It just simply says, "You must become king of everything." Mm -hmm. Shalon fought against oh, the wind oh hold on sorry hold on go i want to i want to make a comment about, talk about that yeah I, I do yeah sure you um, must become king of everything yeah you must become king of everything not just king of everything of, uh, yeah. of uh carbranth or of yakoved of everything Rochard. right and or beyond yeah beyond, or, you think? maybe beyond the king of the cosmere um I, um, I also thought of a, uh, really amazing Counting Crows song, uh, called 19, uh, 1492. And in it, he, you know, he's written songs like, uh, Rain King and, but he says, I am the king of everything. I am the king of nothing in that, uh, song 19, uh, 1492. So it made me think of that song. Yeah. Oh, the king of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure who these instructions are for, but my worry is, of course, that Teravangian believes that it's him. Right. Exactly. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean it is for him. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that about the earlier chapter, because the first sentence, uh, Shalon fought against the wind, that's the first opening line mm -hmm. of this chapter 80. So that's funny. That's like a callback to um, Way of Kings, yeah. if indeed that, that chapter's to fight the wind. Gaz says, Brightness, are you certain you want to do this? Of course I am. Whether or not what I'm doing is wise, well, that's another story. The winds were unusual for the weeping, which was supposed to be a period of placid rainfall, a time for contemplating the Almighty, a respite from the high storms. But this time they're different. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because we know there is a storm coming. Right. Even during this weeping. Um, storm form is coming, I suppose. She pulls herself up on the rocks. It was now the eighth day of the expedition. My guess is everything's going down after two days, so ten days. Yep. 
it's going to be 10 days for the expedition. Even that like, is kind of interesting kind if, of that, if it works out that way. Yeah. Following Shallan's map, created with the help of Relaine, the former Bridgman. So at this point, Relaine has been coordinating with Shallan per Dalinar's request, mm-hmm. and they are continuing their journey. Um, they're at the inner plateaus never explored by men. <clears throat> she says it's here. Gaz scratches at the socket beneath his eye patch. Rocks? Yes, guardsman Gaz, rocks. Beautiful, wonderful rocks. And in the distance, she saw shadows draped in the veil of the misty rain. Seen together in a group like this, it was unmistakable that this used to be a city. A city that is now covered with centuries worth of creme. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I love, I love that she can see that pattern. Mm-hmm. I feel like pattern should be involved here. Like, really. It's what, yeah. Or, well, just, yeah, like, like looking at, you know, what used to be a city, you can see these formations, mm-hmm. you can see these shadows. It's quite obvious. It was proof, she's, she's thinking. Even this formation that Shallan stood upon had probably once been a building. Brightness. She ignores the voices from down below. Instead of waving impatiently for the spyglass, Gaz hands it to her. And she raises it to inspect the plateaus ahead. Brightness, Gaz asks. Shouldn't we uh, listen to what they're saying down below? More twisted Parshendi spotted, Shallan says. Mm -hmm. Gaz and Vatha stepped back as several members of Bridge 4 reached the top of the incline. Brightness, says one of the bridgemen again. High Prince Dalinar has withdrawn the vanguard and ordered a secure perimeter on the plateau behind us. He was tall, handsome. Shallan looked with dissatisfaction at the inner plateaus. Brightness, the bridgeman continues reluctantly. He did say that if you wouldn't come, he would send Adolin to cart you back over his shoulder. <laughs> she stops. She finally answers this. So this whole time, she's just completely ignoring this, this whole encounter. She she reacts to that. She says, I would like to see him do that. It did sound kind of romantic, though, she thinks. The sort of thing that you'd read of in a novel. Yeah. He's that worried about the Parshendi. Shen, or Relaine, says that we're practically to their home, Plateau, Brightness. Too many of these patrols have been spotted. Please. Shallan says, we need to get in there. That's where the <gasps> secrets are. Brightness. Very well, she says, turning and hiking down the incline. She slipped, but Vatha caught her arm before she tumbled onto her face. That's another one of my little highlights for this chapter. She slips and falls while, while going where they want her to go. Mm-hmm. Vatha's right there. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, it's really I cool. Hope, I, hope that that, I hope that comes up again. Um, joining scouts. They were jogging back towards the bulk of the army. Relaine claimed to know nothing himself of the Oath Gate, or even really much about the city, which he called Narak, instead of Stormseat. Mm-hmm. He said that his people had only taken up permanent residence here following the Alethi invasion. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. It gives us a little timeline on, on what they were doing 
when the Alethi came for the vengeance pact, they were like, well, we better hunker down here and make a home of this because we're going to be fighting a war on this plateau. Right. They had been out here nearly two weeks now, and some of the soldiers had begun to mutter that the army would need to return to the war camp soon or risk not getting back before the high storms resumed. Mm -hmm. That's that's a really nice little sentence there because it gives us an idea of what their weeks are like. It just said almost 10 Mm -hmm. days, and then she said nearly two weeks. So that means a week here is five days, which is really, really neat. A little early info dump there. She found Dalinar and the other high princes in a tent that Mm -hmm. were set up in the center of camp. It was one of six identical tents which she thought was a safety precaution of some sort. And she can hear, I think, people talking inside. The current plateau does have a very favorable defensive position, says Aladar. I prefer our chances against an assault here to moving deeper. And if we move deeper, Dalinar says, we'll be in danger of getting split during an attack, half on one plateau, half on the other. Mm-hmm. Royon says, but they do... But do they even need to attack? If I were them, I'd just form up out here as if to prepare for an attack, but then I wouldn't. I'd stall, forcing my enemy to get stuck out here, waiting for an attack until the high storms returned. Aladar says he makes a valid point. Trust a coward, says Sibariel, <laughs> to know the smartest way to stay out of fighting. I am not a coward, says Royal. I didn't mean it as an insult, says Sabariel. My insults are far more pithy. That was a compliment. If I had it my way, I'd hire you to run all our wars, Royon. I suspect there would be far fewer casualties, and the price of undergarments would double when soldiers were told that you were in charge. I'd make a fortune. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's another one of my small highlights, calling calling Royon a coward and meaning it as a compliment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the price of undergarments, that's, that's truly hilarious. Well, he's got the, uh, he's got a monopoly on all that shit, right? Right. We need to press closer to the center of the plains, says Shalon. Royon is right. I refuse to let us bivouac, which is a temporary uh, camp uh, with no cover. Mm-hmm. I would have, um, I would Pershendi- have said biovac. That's what I, I totally would have read that wrong. I think it's, I think it's bivouac. I think you're I totally right. I, I didn't, I didn't look it up. I'm just pointing out that I would have been wrong. But it's a, it's a temporary camp, it's supposed to be a temporary camp, or and I and I think with no with no cover, mm-hmm. the Parshendi will just wait us out, and that's true. I th- I thought about that too. Like, but ag- again, they might wait out, but also in their storm form, we don't know if storm form if they have no effect in the high storm, right? Like if they have some kind of resistance or something, right? Right. Yeah, we don't know. It's a good point. Um, I wasn't aware, Dalinar says, that you decided our tactics, Brightness Shalon. It's our own fault, Dalinar, Sabariel says, for giving her so much leeway. We probably should have tossed her off the pinnacle weeks ago, the moment she arrived at that meeting. (laughs) I really like that line. (laughs) Yeah. Shalon was stirring up a retort as, as the tent flaps parted, and Adolin trudges in. He looked so good, says, or thinks Shalon. Yeah. And she smiles, and he says, they are definitely agitated. And then he looks at her and gives her a quick smile. And then he continues, he says, Adolin says, there are at least 10,000 of those twisted Parshendi out there, moving in groups around the plateaus. 
10,000, Aladar says. Also, it's just 10,000. It just reminds me of Luke Skywalker. We can almost buy our own ship for that. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, <clears throat> 10,000. Aladar says, we can take 10,000, even with them having the terrain advantage. Even if we have to assault rather than defend, we should handle that many with ease. We have over 30,000. This is what we came to do, Dalinar says. Your portal, the one you think that is out there, Shalon, where would it be? Closer to the city, says Shalon. What of those red eyes, says Royan. And the flashes of light that they cause when they fight storms. When I spoke earlier, I didn't mean that I wanted to go further or farther. I was just worried at what the Pershendi would do. There's no easy way to do this, is there? So far as Relaine has said, Navani pipes up. Only their soldiers can jump between plateaus, but we can assume that the new form capable would be capable of it as well. They can flee us if we push forward. Right. Because they're able to just jump from plateau to plateau to plateau, they right. can just leave, right? So that's the, that's the thing, that's the tricky part of this whole battle. Dalinar shakes his head. They set up on the plains rather than fleeing all those years ago because they knew it was their best chance for survival. On the open, unbroken rock of the Stormlands, they could be hunted and destroyed, but out here they have the advantage. They won't abandon it now, not if they think they can fight us. If we want to make them fight then, says Aladar, we need to threaten their homes. I guess we really should press toward the city. It's mm-hmm. a fair point. Yeah. Um, they were about a half a day away, closer to the Oath Gate. Dalinar leans forward, his shadow falling on the battle maps. I kind of, I really like that. I was trying to read into that a little bit with, with Dalinar's shadow falling on the battle maps. Hmm. I was kind of wondering if you could read anything into that, that remember how Dalinar said like he was meddling with, with the return of the Knights Radiant, that maybe he was a, you know, an, an unwelcome presence maybe, or Mm -hmm. he was interfering in some way. I kind of wondered if his shadow was like, could sully what's about to happen. Yeah. I, I like that, uh, that imagery. I know I did too. It was, it, again, it, I always, I always, I'm imagining a lot of this in animation. His, his, his personality is so large <clears throat> that it could blot out the sun. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his, this kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, like the, the Blackthorn, the Dalinar Colon, this well, military if it was the Black genius Thorn, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something there. I do. I really do something like that. There, That's really I, nice. I, I was trying, I kept trying to interpret something, but I, but I like the shadow of Dalinar over the battle maps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He says, very well, I did not come all this way to timidly wait upon Parshendi whims. We'll march in tomorrow, threaten their city and force them to engage. Sabariel says, the closer we get, the more likely we are to become cut off without hope of retreat. Dalinar didn't respond. We gave up hope of retreat days ago. Right. That's an interesting point. You passed the point of no return the alethi fought here and they won seizing the shelter of narak that was their only option Mm -hmm. dalinar adjourns the meeting 
Shalon, Dalinar, Adeline, and Navani remained. I was kind of, first time reading this, I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I love this. I love it's when it's, you know, the core characters. Yeah, it's just like the group. Yeah. They get their time together. Yeah, it's great. Navani walks up to Dalinar, taking his arm, an intimate gesture. Dalinar says, this portal of yours. Yes. How real is it? Yasna was convinced it was completely real. She was never wrong. This would be a storming bad time for her to break her record, he says. I agreed to press forward in part because of your exploration. Thank you, says Shalon. I did not do it for scholarship. From what Navani tells me, this portal offers a unique opportunity for retreat. I had hoped to defeat the Parshendi before danger overtook us, whatever it was. Judging by what we've seen, danger has arrived early. Shalon nodded. Mm-hmm. Dalinar says, tomorrow is the last day of the countdown. Scribbled on the walls during high storms, whatever it is, whatever it was, we meet it tomorrow. And you are my backup plan, Shalon Devar. You will find this portal and you will make it work. If the evil overwhelms us, your pathway will be our escape. You may be the only chance that our armies, and indeed Alethkar itself, have for survival. <laughs> no pressure, though, Shalon. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, she's like, no problem, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were the only no. hope of survival, Yeah, but uh, it's okay, don't worry about it, chill. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be funny to get a uh, um, uh, Harley Quinn response to that. <laughs> Okie doke. <laughs> Chew, chewing on some gum. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, um, that's, day, a, that's a good uh, good POV there. It's a there's a, a POV. Days have passed, and Kaladin. We, we, now we go to Kaladin. Yeah, Kaladin refused to let the rain overcome him. He limps through camp using a crutch that Lopin had fetched. The place was empty, with the occasional parchment lugging wood, carrying sacks of grain. The camp didn't get any news about the expedition. That'd be kind of frustrating for him, eh? Like, he doesn't know what's happening to his men. He doesn't know what's happening to Dalinar. It says the place feels eerie. Deserted barracks. Rain pattering against the umbrella. Rain spren, like blue candles, were present, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Although, I might like these, these rain spren, but Kaladin considered rain spren to be creepy things. <laughs> yeah. Kaladin had always disliked them. He fought the rain. Did that make any sense? It seemed that the rain wanted him to stay inside, so he went out. The rain wanted him to give in to the despair, so he forced himself to think. Growing up, he'd had Tien to help lighten the gloom, but now even thinking of Tien increased that gloom instead, though he couldn't avoid it. The weeping reminded him of his brother, of laughter when the darkness threatened, of cheerful joy and carefree optimism. Mm-hmm. Those images warred with one with the ones of Tien's death. Kaladin squeezed his eyes shut, trying to banish that memory. A sacrifice to slow the enemy. It's kind of sad. Yeah, for sure it is. It definitely is sad. No more moping, he thinks. He would not whine or wallow. 
Yes, he'd lost Sil. Notice how he says he lost her. Yeah. He has not given an eye. So I'm standing with this thing. This whole, he, I don't think he accepts that he's killed her. And neither do I. I don't accept it. Okay. Yes, he'd lost Sil. He'd lost many loved ones during his life. He would survive this agony as he had survived the others. That's what he does, right? He, he survives. He survives. Sometimes Lopin came with him, but today Kaladin was alone. Splashed through puddles of water, found himself smiling because he wore the boots Shalon had stolen from him. So remember back in the chasms when they were, the Shalon and uh, Kaladin were lost and I had posited mm-hmm. that maybe Shalon was wearing the same boots that she had stolen off, uh, off uh, Kaladin. Right. Clearly she wasn't because she returned ha- them, right? He has so, them. Yeah, yeah. This is a little highlight for me because again, I like it when he thinks of her. Mm-hmm. I do because it's a different side of Kaladin. Yeah. And put a smile it's on his a, face. It puts a smile on his face. He, I don't know. He, Shalon is a source of radiance for him, mm-hmm. I think. He's definitely different when he thinks of her, so I love this. Yeah. I never did believe she was a horn eater, he thought. I need to make sure that she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> when she was trying to convince him. Yeah. Um, you come back safely, he thought to those out there, all of you. This time, I can't help you if something goes wrong. Rock, Tef, Dalinar, Adolin, Shalon, everyone in Bridge 4, all out on their own. How difficult a place would the world be if Kaladin had been a better man? If he'd used his powers and had returned to the war camp with Shalon full of stormlight, he had been so close to revealing what he could do. Again, that's him beating himself up. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I love here that he has grouped mm. Adolin and Shalon in with his closest people. Rock, Teft, Teft and Rock. Dalinar, Adolin, Shalon. I, d- I mean, obviously Dalinar, he cares about Dalinar coming back because it's his commanding officer. But I just mm-hmm. like how he's grouped in Adolin and Shalon now that like they mean something to him just as yep. much as everyone in, in bridge four, it's really, it's really, really, uh, indicative of his mental state towards these two people whom he didn't Mm -hmm. really like at the beginning of the book. Right? No, no, that's very true. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he forgot a couple names like Lando, uh, (laughs) Chewbacca, (laughs) 3PO, 3PO. Yeah. You'd been thinking, you'd been thinking that for weeks. He thought to himself, you'd never have done it. Because you were too scared, mm-hmm. too scared to admit to Shalon what he could do, too scared to admit to anyone. Right. Well, except that Bridge Four knew. Yeah, Bridge Four knew, but they, they couldn't. He couldn't help that. He did stuff in front of them, right? Yeah, he hated admitting it, but it was true. If his suspicions about Shalon were true, Dalinar would have his radiant anyway. May she make a better run of it than Kaladin had. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he's in this defeatist kind of moment. He's away, he's limping, he's, he's lost Sill. He's not in his position of, of command of what he's used to. Right. And so he's kind of resigned well, then maybe Shalon will be the better, the better choice. Mm-hmm. With, and like, with these, with these powers. He sort of mentioned it before in one of those last <clears> chapters <throat> when they were in the chasms that he thought maybe she could do some stuff 
with Stormlight. Mm-hmm. But now he's even more like, well, yeah, I th- I think that if I'm right, she's she's a radiant, right? So it's really neat. Mm-hmm. He stops when he sees a fine carriage pulling up by horses, bearing the king's. I always forget if it's livery or livery. I can't remember. Livery, I think. Is it livery? Lopin ran out to meet him. Lopin, Kaladin says, what? He's waiting for you, Gansho, the king himself. Kaladin limps more quickly towards his room. The door was open and Kaladin peeked in to find King Elokar standing inside. Moash guarded the door and Taka, a former member of the king's guard, stood near to the king. Mm-hmm. Your majesty, Kaladin says. Ah, the king says, Bridgman. He'd been drinking. Mm-hmm. When Kaladin had first met the king, he'd thought Elokar lacked regality. Now, oddly, he thought Elokar did look like a king. It wasn't that the king had changed. The man still had his imperious features, with that overly large nose and condescending manner. The change was in Kaladin. The things he'd once associated with kingship, honor, strength of arms, nobility, had been replaced with Elokar's less inspiring attributes. Hmm. That's interesting, eh? His whole idea of what a king should be has changed. Not that the Elokar's changed, but his outlook on what a king is has changed. That's crazy. That perspective change might even be my highlight. Oh yeah. It's good. It 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 is a bit of the wretch. For sure. Um returning. It's cynical. Um but you know what? Like after a certain amount of time, after time and time again when you're when you have Kaladin's journey, mm-hmm. you're it's hard to not allow your truth, if you will, to be affected by of that. Of course. You know, it's perfectly reasonable. So I don't know. It might be my highlight, although it's a little on the on the on the wretch side of things. I think I think it's it's perfectly perfectly reasonable because you know you you the only king he's ever known is is Elucar. So now right. this is what right. has dictated what a king is for him. So I, of course it makes sense. Yeah. This is really all that Dalinar assigns one of his officers. Says Elucar, looking around the room. So he immediately insults his room. Yeah. That man, he expects everyone to live with his own austerity. It is as if he's completely forgotten how to enjoy himself. I would agree with that sentiment a little bit. I think so too. I think that he, with regard, you know, he knows Elicar's his uncle a little bit. Entirely, yeah, he's not entirely out to lunch on that one. No, um, Dalinar is a little, you know, grayscale. Like we gotta, <laughs> nothing can be flashy. Don't paint your armor. What are you doing? Yeah. Decorate. Come Have on. some fun. Put the crayons away. You know? Put the, put the decals away. Come on. Yeah. We're not like, I don't know, you know, glitter and paint, you know, come on. It's the codes. Like, that's, the, I, the codes are too much. He needs, you know, you know what Downer needs is, is your two girls. Yes. Uh, and, and, and to do like to sit down for arts and crafts, like Dalinar yeah. should sit down. Or like tie uh, elastics <laughs> in his beard and stuff like that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what he needs. <laughs> He needs to babysit. We need to that's, get down there. To that's exactly what Dalinar needs. He needs some softening up. It's like in, uh, um, yeah, it's, that's what he needs. He needs babysitting time. He needs glitter. He needs glitter in his life. Okay. Um, the king clears the throat. I was told you were too weak to make the trip to see me. I see that might not be the case. I'm sorry, your majesty, says Kaladin. I'm not well, but I walk the camp each day to rebuild my strength. I feared that my weakness in appearance might be offensive to the throne. You've learned to speak politically, I see. 
The truth is that my command is meaningless even to a dark eyes. I no longer have authority in the eyes of men. Kaladin inside is rolling his eyes. He says, he thinks, great, here we go again. Mm -hmm. The king waves curtly. Out, you other two, I'd speak to this man alone. Moash glanced at Kaladin. Oh, and you know what? This might be my highlight. Yeah. Yeah, Moash glanced at Kaladin, looking concerned, but Kaladin nodded. Mm -hmm. Again, it's another one of those examples where they won't do anything unless Shallan agrees. You know, Vatha looks yeah. to Shallan. Mm -hmm. You know, Moash looks to Kaladin. And even Moash, with his new station, mm -hmm. I have plate now. I have wealth now. Right. You'll always be my captain. And I'm also, yeah, yeah my captain, my captain. Um, I find it interesting that Moash, even given the situation regarding the assassination plot of Elokar, is still looking to Kaladin for, you know, um, guidance, I guess, or, for, or whatever, for, yeah. for, 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 to, uh, to confirm the order. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I won't move unless Kaladin says so. Moash and Taka walk out, shutting the door. There were a few dwindling spheres that the king set out, but soon these wouldn't have any stormlight to them, and they'd need to break out the candles and oil lamps. I, I want to mention that because I like this a lot. Mm -hmm. And this I happens like every weeping, right? Right, that, that, that the technology that they have, if you will, mm -hmm. it, it goes to the wayside and, it, and they have to bring out older technology, candles and oil lamps. Right. I, I, I just think that's really cool to have in this world. It's much like it's what neat. we went through not too long ago with the storm a couple of weeks ago where you yeah. know, we ended up having to use the propane on the barbecue to cook our food and flashlights right. at night to be able to see. And so, yeah, once their tech, which is stormlight, is, you know, gone because the weeping lasts for a certain amount of time eventually those spheres mm -hmm. are going to run out and you're not going to have your uh your stuff that you normally use no it's cool how did you know the king asks to be a hero your majesty a hero the king says everyone loves you bridgman you saved Dalinar. you fought shard bearers you came back after falling into the storming chasms how do you do it how do you know it's really just luck, your majesty. No, no, the king says. It's a pattern, though I can't figure it out. When I try to be strong, I make a fool of myself. When I try to be merciful, people walk all over me. When I try to listen to counsel, it turns out I've picked the wrong men. When I try to do everything on my own, Dalinar has to take over lest I ruin the kingdom. Hmm. How do people know what to do? Why don't I know what to do? I was born to this office, given the throne by the Almighty himself. Why would he give me the title, but not the capacity? It defies reason, and yet everyone seems to know things that I do not. My father could rule, even the likes of Sadius. Men loved Gavilar, feared him, and served him all at once. I can't even get a dark eyes to obey a command to come visit the palace. Why doesn't this work? Why do I... What do I have to do? What do you think he about all this? Callan. What do you think about these two paragraphs here? So it's, I have to, I have to admit this confrontation between Elokar and Kaladin, mm -hmm. I find to be very odd. Mm -hmm. I do. I find him, you know, it's like, it's like going to some, you know, artist or something like that. And it's like, well, I, I can't write songs like you. Please teach me how. Right. It's, it's just, it, 
it's a it's a bit it's just odd there's there's like i, I find this is a very odd behavior coming from elucar mm -hmm. you know turn me into the hero how about you acquiesce right that's why i agree with kaladin which a little later kaladin says you could step down you should step down right you're not meant for this. If you're not a leader, if people aren't obeying you, if you're, if you yourself are seeing this and are frustrated by this, then perhaps it's time to step aside because you're in the way. Maybe you have other talents and another purpose. Being king mm -hmm. may not be it. Do you, do you not feel a little bit bad for him? Do you, do you not like empathize with him a little bit? Like he, um, this line here, when I try to do uh, everything on my own, Dalinar has to take over lest I ruin the kingdom. Like he's, you know, when I try to listen to counsel, it turns out I picked the wrong men. And that, I think that line refers to what happened with Moash's grandparents. When I listened to counsel, counsel was, um, bright Lord, uh, Rishon. Rashon right. was the bad counsel that ended up getting those people locked up. It turns out I've picked the wrong men. I think that's what he's referring to when he says that. I, I think, you know, well, when I, I mean, try to be strong, I make the wrong a fool men, of myself. I, I, okay. like I, I, yeah, but I, picking the wrong men, you're picking between light eyes. You're picking between damaged goods anyway. Right. Right. But, but in his, right. his mind, he, he's trying to do the right thing and he keeps failing. Is like I, I feel I, 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 my heart goes out to him a little bit here. I'm not so sure. I, uh, I feel like this moment reminds me a little bit of um, the moment in the movie Gladiator when Commodus is mm -hmm. trying to say to his father, I have good virtues as well. Right. Loyalty to my family, um, ambition and different things, different things that, um, that, um, oh geez, I can't remember the title of the character of the Gladiator played by Russell Crowe. I can't remember, uh, can't remember his character's um, name now. Gaius, <laughs> isn't that his name Ga Gaius Aurelius Gaius, no no it's um isn't it Gaius no, Aurelius Marcus, Marcus Marcus Aurelius Marcus Aurelius yeah that's it okay so Marcus Aurelius um yeah I, I I mean I sort of sympathized with Commodus in that film when he's saying to his father I have other virtues but again it's about understanding among those virtues what's the most important Right. You know, you, you, you can't just say that I have some virtues. I don't have these ones, but I have some. Right. So that makes me equal to, Mar to Marcus Aurelius. No, no, no. Elokar, your, your virtues don't lie with what makes a good king. Mm -hmm. So I sort of, I, I guess some part of me, you know, wonders whether or not he's being genuine here, but I just think that he's a, a buffoon of a leader right uh he because he's not aware of any so basically he makes a decision things bad things seem to seem to occur well where's the correction process right. it's not there so he's basically it's you're incompetent elokar mm -hmm. and he's also self-righteous right so it's taken him a yeah. long time to realize fuck i'm i'm a fuck up and th there, there is one little thing here I just also want to mention. He says, sure. why would he give me the title, talking about the Almighty, right. but not the capacity? And that word was very well used in the Teravangian 
interlude when he said that he uh, he was given the capacity the capacity to save the world to do good yeah. to save the world yeah. so i i really yeah. love the, the use we, we talked about this so many times with sanderson that language mm -hmm. matters and words matter in his books mm -hmm. and i don't think that it is not um I think it's on purpose that he used that same language, you know, that mm -hmm. Terry Vangian was given the capacity to figure out what to do to save the world. And he's saying, why wasn't I given the capacity to be a good king? So I just, I really, I love that. I think that's awesome. Well, I think, well, I think it's, um, you know, if, if you are to um, venerate to the almighty, mm -hmm. then you would have to conclude from this very logic. You would have to say, well, it's because you weren't meant to lead. Mm -hmm. Because the Almighty didn't give you the capacity. That's true. And maybe the Almighty is just too polite to say, step aside, Elikar. Right. And we know the Al <laughs> you know, Almighty's like, dead, so he didn't give you shit. Right. So the Almighty's dead, <laughs> yeah. so he can't tell you to step aside. <laughs> right. He can't say, like, Elikar, right. get the fuck out of that chair. Get the Come on. fuck out. Let's go. Um, anyways, yeah. um, I, I just find this whole thing a little, it's just a little odd. Um, Let's go through the rest of it Why are you here, asking yeah. me this, yeah. Your Majesty? Why are you asking me this? Because you know the secret. I've seen how your men regard you, Kaladin. I've heard how people speak to you. You're a hero, Bridgman. But can you teach me? I find it frustrating that he says, you're so amazing, you're this hero, but he still refers to him as Bridgman. Yeah. That, in and of itself, is what makes you a bad person, a bad leader, a bad king, Elokar. You can't even address me as Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Or captain. Yeah. I would, I would you, also say that this is indicative of his being, him being a light eyes as well. Right. And that's part of the problem. Right. Right. I want to be a king like my father was, says Elokar. I want to lead men and I want them to respect me. Kaladin says, I, I don't know if that's possible, your majesty. <laughs> that's well, kind of funny. It is awesome. It's so, so funny. So you do still speak your mind. Even after the trouble it brought you? Tell me, do you think me a bad king, Bridgman? Yes. He doesn't hesitate. The king drew a sharp... Doesn't hesitate. Nothing. Just yes. King drew in a sharp breath. King still holding Kaladin by the arms. I could do it right here, says Kaladin. I could strike the king down. Put Dalinar on the throne. No hiding, no secrets, no cowardly assassination. A fight. Him and me. That seemed a more honest way to go about it. Sure, Kaladin would probably be executed, but he found that that didn't bother him. Should he do it for the good of the kingdom? This is really cool that, that Kaladin... Was thinking about doing it right now. He's thinking about dying for it. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's what makes a great leader. I'm mm -hmm. willing to die if it means that it's a better future for everyone. And he's completely serious. Death didn't bother Kaladin, but failing Dalinar... That did. Yeah. The king let go and stalked away. Well, I did ask, he says. I merely have to win you over as well. I will figure this out. I will be a king to remembered, to be remembered. Or you could do what is best for Alethkar and step down. Do not overstep yourself, Bridgman. I should never have come here. I agree, Kaladin says. He found this entire experience surreal. This Elikar made to leave, and then he turns. This is my at the doorway. This part right here. Elikar made to leave. He stops at the door, not looking at Kaladin. When you came, the shadows went away. The shadows. 
asks Kaladin. I saw them in mirrors in the corners of my eyes. I could swear I even heard them whispering, but you frightened them. I haven't seen them since. There's something about you. I don't try to deny it. I am sorry for what I did to you. I watched you fight to help Adolin, and then I saw you defend Renarin, and I grew jealous. There you were, such a champion, so loved, and everyone hates me. I should have gone to fight myself, but instead I overreacted to your challenge of Amram. You weren't the one who ruined our chance against Sadius. It was me. Dalinar was right. Again, I'm so tired of him being right, and me being wrong. In light of that, I'm not at all surprised that you find me a bad king. Elikar pushed open the door and left. <laughs> this whole scene It's a good is admission, you're right. Awesome. That it was a great admission. Yeah. And that's the the apology at the end, like the king apologizes at the end, like it's just all of all of it's awesome. Does he say I'm sorry? I'm sorry for what I, I did to you. I am sorry for what I did to yeah. you. Yeah. He actually apologizes. So that, those last two paragraphs, that is what brings me closer to having some kind of um you know, um, I guess uh, empathy, if you will, mm -hmm. for Elokar, but not, not previous when he was going on about, you know, the almighty, I'm supposed to be this, right. or like, like he's, it's almost like he, I mean, he basically was blaming the almighty right. for not giving him the capacity. Right. It's like, well, you have to look in the mirror, you know, <laughs> maybe now that the shadows are gone, look again, look in the mirror again right? and see if you can figure it out, buddy. Cause you know, I don't know. It's, um, I suppose the ending there, the apology might have to slide in to be the, the highlight. That's my, that, this is my, my um, highlight isn't the apology. My highlight is when you came, the shadows went away. I saw the them in mirrors in the yeah. corners of my eyes. I could swear I even heard them whispering, but you frightened them away. I haven't seen them since. I fucking love that. That's so awesome. Do you think that the shadows were frightened of Kaladin? I think that there is more than just his imagination at play. Whose imagination? Elokar's. He's mentioned something before, earlier in this mm -hmm. book, to Sadius and to um, Dalinar when they're watching um, the fight. He's, I can't, I can't find the quote right now, but, um, okay, uh, yeah. but he, he mentions it, something basically? about seeing... Seeing things in mirrors, seeing shadows, and he mentions strange symbols. Are these the figures that we've seen before? These, the, with the symbol heads? Mm -hmm. Or, it, yeah, I mean, okay. the, the explanation, uh, the, the description he gives is close, close enough that we could maybe assume Make that's that what he's line. talking yeah. about. Yeah. So just, yeah, yeah. that's what, yeah. that's what I had assumed as well, but I, I thought it odd that he didn't mention, um, the symbols again the uh the symbols yeah. yeah so what's your highlight here what uh, i know that we kind of are, are in the midst of talking about it but you think the apology is your highlight the apology yeah i mean i suppose the ending um could be my highlight uh there were a few other things in here um it's i don't know i mean elokar showing up also i like how frank um kaladin was with him mm -hmm. you could step down yeah that's pretty awesome. Like he's speaking to the king as an equal. Mm -hmm. Like that, I, I find that that is, um, 
I suppose that is evidence that Kaladin is not afraid anymore. Yeah. I think uh, he's learned a lot of lessons along his journey. After the imprisonment, I think that he, you know, he sees Elokar as just another man. Yeah. He doesn't see a king. He doesn't even see a light eyes. I mean, what what he said, to, <laughs> what he said in some ways reminded me of, of the delivery of what Chris Pratt might, might have said to him. Like, yeah, step down. You're awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. My, my highlight is literally the whole scene with the King. I think it's friggin' awesome. It's, it's, yeah. it's so great. It's a long time coming. We really get at the heart of kind of more about who Elokar is. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm glad we get it right. We get just kind of in his head a little bit and and I, and I like it a lot and so okay we yeah. gotta have an in, info dump time info dump let's do the info so dump. first off right off the bat for this info dump um i just yep. want to say that last episode i had mentioned that um mm-hmm. i didn't get the file from buzzkill joe on the info dump so we mm-hmm. we actually didn't do it we did the info dump but i kind of just half-assed it the truth is he's he, he did send me the uh, the information i just didn't see it so that's um <laughs> that's my bad oh. i um i wish maybe i can <laughs> ask you how how are you such a hero jack i you know i try and i try and i look for the info dump information and i can't find it i'm such a bad podcaster how do you how are you such a hero um so yeah um, uh, my apologies to to buzzkill for implying that he didn't do his uh his um job that he literally does for free for us that he that he did do <laughs> yeah uh, okay. so yeah anyways thank you very much uh, buzzkill joe for all the hard work that you put into this um the first thing i'll say about the info dump is um i just actually fact checked myself and it's not to kill uh to fight the wind it was to kill the wind okay. earlier in the, in the in the book to so, kill the wind yeah so what i thought might have been a chapter to fight in the rain. uh way of kings mm. was actually a, a chapter earlier in this book called to kill the wind so just wanted to uh make sure that i, I corrected myself there um mm-hmm. so one of the first things that we should talk about is um they sure. they uh they mes- me- mentioned the listener gods in this relaine talks about the listener gods they are mm-hmm. the souls of those ancient those who gave them uh, of themselves to destroy um to destroy and so this mm-hmm. kind of like reinforces what we've known about what amram and gavilar were up to before about trying to bring back the gods the listener gods and so um relaine here is saying that he's worried that it has happened so um right yeah. it's funny that the that the return of them ha- is such a is such a threat mm-hmm. now i mean with with relaine's confirmation yeah and so going back to what amram gavilar wanted to do it almost makes sense that as a, as a strike, a preemptive strike that the Parshendi would attack. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, we already sort of talked a little bit about this Nas character here. Um, Buzzkill kind of put together a little mm-hmm. compla- compa- compilation of some of the things that he also has written so far. So he's did the, he record, he's the one who recorded the bridge Four tattoos, um, earlier in the book when they got those tattoos on their oh. heads. Um, so his handwriting is in that, that, that image. Also the map of the f- uh, Southern f- uh, Frostlands when Shalon first gets there is also in his handwriting. So, um, he's shown up a few times now. This is like four different is he, pictures that he's been attached. His handwriting how, has been how attached is he to. Getting, how is he getting this information? Is know. he doing this afterwards? No, we don't know. We have no idea. There's no way of knowing right now. So it's, it's just a little, a tiny little well, he, Easter egg mystery. Nas within. is either a silent documentarian, an invisible stalker, if you mm-hmm. will, who's documenting, 
or he's doing this after the fact. Doesn't or, sorry, didn't he also he, like write whatever. one of the great rap rap records of all time? Oh no, that's different. Never mind. Uh, Nas did. Yeah, yeah Nas yeah. did. I, I was kind of wondering guy, actually. Um, so yeah. then on to in chapter Embryo. eighty um, info dump <laughs> stuff here. Uh, Taka we mentioned earlier was a former Kingsguard. Um, mm-hmm. rain spread like blue candle sprouting from the ground um, That's each cool. with a single like eye that. in the center of it. it it does sound creepy Cal's right it is it is slightly creepy well I'm not sure if I like the eye component in the center necessarily but, yeah. but I don't know and then the last thing he wants us to mention is the fact that um, Elokar um, see the, the shadows went away um, I saw them in the mirror but we kind of just talked about that so we don't have to mention it again yeah um so yeah, that's the end of the info dump. Um, info dump. Um, we should we do, really dump. do need a, a new info dump uh, um, jingle because I'm jingle jingle. I'm really surprised that we haven't been uh, sued by Fabricland. Those of you who don't live in Canada uh, don't know what I'm talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be worried about the lawsuit <laughs> forever. Yeah. yeah, till we till we retire from this. Um, so the uh, I would, we <laughs> last week we skipped uh, saying the uh, patron names. I'd like to do it again this week. Um, if you'd like to join the Patreon, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/HeroesOf. Um, that would give you access to the discord link where jack and i are um really set in the next couple of weeks here to do an awesome live read um jack's gonna live read the uh, one of the chapters or part of one of the chapters and everyone that's on the discord will be invited mm. to join in and so what they'll do is they'll sit with us in a, a, a in a channel where they can't speak or, or anything and they will just listen to us record that part of the episode and then afterwards when we have time we will go back and we'll talk about what we just read or what jack just read giving brief ideas with non-spoilers obviously but if you want to be involved in that, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of and become part of the team. And the team consists of like a whack load mm. of new people. Like we, we this has been, this really? has been, yeah, well, we haven't Fantastic. read this in two weeks. So, you know, been steamrolling here. People are attracted to you, dude. It's like, is it the wind that is a wind sprint that makes the wind or are they attracted the to the wind? Like, I think, I think that sprint heads are attracted <laughs> to Jack. I think this is what it is. Sprint heads. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to thank uh, Jaden Guerra, Ryan Phillips. So vote Ch- Art, Sarah six seven seven, Sarah Slagle, C Carr, Tom Gonzalez, Mark Pinto, Jordo, Maria Verum, Lawrence Bradley, Cody Logan, Jonathan Whittington, Tommy Turpin, Itzizer, Julia Peeble, Justin Elliott, Laura, Kevin Friede, Riley Donlin, Chris Wally, Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin. James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M, Valkov Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S, Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P, Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, loading, 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 Joey Wilman, Christopher Jack, (laughs) Ratman, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, Joseph Mingoya, Alex Defour, Daniel Wyden, Werewolf Will, John, M, 
Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel, my mom Sue Beauregard, hey mom, Ari Zhu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christian Pappy, no, 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 Jack's wife Linda, and as mm. always, our best friend Mike. If you want to yeah. be part of the, the Patreon, uh, go to patreon.com slash heroes of, which I've said three times now, maybe I'll edit one of them out. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us and uh, say, Hey, you can do so at heroes of a at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at heroes of one, or the best place you can find us is on the, at the storm pod on Instagram. Um, we have, uh, two chapters coming up next. We will be, Oh no, that's not true. We are doing one chapter next. It's one. Yeah. Uh, okay, chapter I was going to say, cause it's one. a big one. Yeah, this is a big one. So we're giving mm-hmm. this whole episode to the next chapter. Um, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about, and it's a little bit longer of a chapter, so I wanted to make sure that we weren't trying to rush it. Anyways, uh, dude, we are <laughs> almost halfway through the end of this book, uh, the, the oh, end of this part now. So excited. It's getting It's getting I really close, wait. man. Um, so we're almost at the center. We are all, we were almost <laughs> at the center. Yeah. Um, anyways, everyone, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra. <laughs> <laughs>